Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to John Huffman, co-owner of Black Door Renovation, a high-end residential renovation company in South Lake, Texas. John's going to be telling us about his efforts to build a lead-generating machine via an HGTV home improvement show. Curious? So am I. Let's get this week's episode on the road. Come on! You just mind your P's and Q's, buster, and remember who you're dealing with. How about a fresco? Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and this is Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. Hello, everybody. And we're really excited today because, you know, marketing and lead generation is such an important part of a successful remodeling business. Now, even though business is hopping right now for most people, it doesn't mean that you always get the kinds of prospects you want. So marketing uh, to the right kinds of people, putting the right image out there is, is critical, wouldn't you say? Oh, this is my wheelhouse here. I love talking marketing. And we always talk about all the different channels that you can market through. And this is a this is a good, uh, interesting topic that not very many people explore. Mm-hmm. So today we have John Huffman. And John has uh, gotten really deep into the world of HGTV, which I know is one of the lead generation tactics that several of our members have tried over the years. So we're going to get the inside story on everything that John expected to happen and... Um, what the results were of this whole this whole journey. So welcome, John. Victoria, and thanks, Mark. I appreciate you guys having me on. Hey, well, we're kind of excited to hear about this whole process. You know, obviously, HGTV is like the big gorilla in the room for so much information about renovations and so on for our homeowners. So I'm interested in learning how you came to be involved in it and why you chose that tactic as one of your major marketing efforts. So talk about that for me a little bit, would you, John? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's a wonderful question. Um, as far as the why, I'd say maybe um, because we're gluttons for punishment a little bit. Um, I know we, in seriousness, um, it, 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 you know, we started the company um, with a specific view towards um, trying to create a good solid brand in the market. Uh, when we were when we were approached by a production company to um, film some test footage uh, to pitch to HGTV, it sounded like a very effective way to get our brand into a lot of homes relatively cheaply. Um, to be honest with you, we you know we were consumers of HGTV, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. uh, and we had been in business long enough uh, where we kind of were seeing a disconnect between what was going on in TV and what was actually going on in reality. I bet uh, like most people do, yeah. Uh, but we knew uh, we're, 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 in, we're in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, a, a suburb in Tarrant County outside of Fort Worth called South Lake, Texas. It's a, it's a very affluent community with a lot of opportunity for good, big remodels. And um, it, it, we're two hours north of Waco, Texas, which uh, I think most folks will know is the um, hometown of Chip and Joanna Gaines. Wow. Um, and Chip and Joanna on Fixer Upper, right, a Fixer Upper fame there. Right very uh, their their name is is very solidly in pop culture now it's transcended you know uh construction and remodeling and transcended even hgtv and they're they they have an amazing solid personal brand so uh the having an opportunity to pursue something with hgtv and um even having a tenth of that success was um, was very interesting to us so when you think about them and you think about what you were 
considering for yourself or hoping for for yourself? You're, and that is you and your wife, right? Yeah, that's correct. So um, at, at the time, um, my company, Black Door Home Co., was, uh, you know, we were, my wife and I were running. So we're a husband-wife team. I was focused on the construction, the production side, and she was really focused on the marketing and the uh, design. Oh, so, uh, when, yeah, so we, um, that was prior to our merger with, uh, with another RA member, Rick Baker. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, so, so Elizabeth and I, um, you know, we were approached, well, I, I guess I'll get, I'll tell the, tell the story of how it all started. If that, please, please, if please. Okay you guys. Yeah. So we started our business actually in, in 26, early 2016. So we Ooh. hadn't been in business very long. Yeah, um, we were we're still pretty pretty young in the whole industry. Um, I'm, I'm a lawyer by trade, believe it or not. Oh, but don't wow. judge me by that. <laughs> don't don't hold, it, don't hold it against me. Um, okay, we're gonna have to end the interview right now. <laughs> Thanks for being here, John. Yeah. No, we won't hold it against you. We'll we'll ignore that you were ever a lawyer in another life. Okay, sorry. Back to the story. I, I do appreciate that. I, I uh, sometimes have to um, apologize. <laughs> so very joy. No, we, so when my wife and I started our business, you know, we really started it with a focus on, um, as I said, uh, trying to create a good brand. Uh, our industry is so fragmented. Um, there's nobody with any sort of significant uh, market share. Um, and really, there's not a whole lot of penetration in the general public um, uh, of any branding as far as um, legitimate, you know, remodelers go. Uh, in our area, you know, there's some, there's some builders, some custom builders that have good solid brand and and i would say have solid brand awareness in the market but really unless and i think it's the case everywhere unless you've done a remodel project or explored one extensively there aren't very many if any remodel companies that just pop to mind as far as you know brand awareness goes. right mm-hmm. so we started black door with that specific goal in mind to say you know what we lack in experience in the industry we can make up for in having a good solid brand and pushing it out as far as we can, as quickly as we can. So I'm on city council here in Southlake, um, and we've been very active in the community for a long time. So we have a lot of good relationships. And we got when we got the company started, um, you know, we really kind of pushed the brand out that direction and tried to tried to uh, you know get it out to other influencers in the community to try to um, you know get it into the general public. And and it worked. I think we were um, you know we were busy busier than we should have been. Um, I would say. Uh, and got a lot of jobs that maybe we shouldn't have. Uh-huh. Uh, it turned out fine. You know, there was a learning curve, obviously. Right. Um, but mid, I would say mid 2016, uh, we got approached by a production company, and that production company, uh, it was it was almost like, uh, I mean, it was almost like a cold call. It very much was. And they said they had seen some of my wife's work, uh, marketing work, on Instagram, oh. and um, thought. Yeah. Um, so, so social media was, was very effective early on and they had seen her work on Instagram and thought we might have a, um, a marketable, uh, kind of personal brand. Uh, basically we were a husband and wife team doing remodel and that's what was hot on HGTV mm-hmm. and continues to be. So, you know, when somebody like that approaches you, a lot of people would think, oh my God, this is a scam. What's in it? You know, what? it's too good to be true. What's the deal? How much is this going to cost me? Did that cross your mind as this, as, this, as you were talking to these folks? A hundred percent. So when, we, when my wife showed me the email, my first thought was, well, yeah, go ahead and respond to that. And then let's give, you know, the Prince of Nigeria <laughs> our, our bank account number. Right? Really? <laughs> right. So, and we didn't, 
think anything of it at all. And it was just one of those things. It's like, okay, you know, go ahead and respond to it, but let's not, let's talk about dinner tonight. You know, let's, let's figure that out too. Mm -hmm. Um, So we, we, we responded and she reached out and set up a time and we set up a a Skype call um, with, with her. Um, And we did, we did a call over Skype and then um, surprisingly, or surprisingly to me, we got a call back a couple of weeks later um, and said, Hey, you know, we'd like to do another Skype call with, with her boss, with the, the higher product pr- producer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did another one and, and then we did another one with the, with the head of the production company. Um, and it, it just progressed from there. And they said, um, you know, we like what we see and we were just goofing off and being ourselves. I mean, we didn't think anything of it and nor, nor did we at any time think it was actually going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, maybe a month later, a month and a half later, they said, um, okay, so we are going to package this uh, to HGTV and, and see if we can't, you know, get anything going. So, again, didn't think much of that because um, I imagine they get, and the reality right. is they do get hundreds of those, you know, every week. Um, but then we got a call and said, hey, HGTV wants to film what's called a sizzle reel. What was it called? A what? A, a sizzle reel. Sizzle reel. Yeah. So. Okay. Sizzle reel, yeah. So that's as as we learned. That's uh, it was uh, almost like a um, like a tray, like a movie trailer um, cool. for, but for kind of pitching our us as a couple and our company and the the area as you know a, a potential show for HGTV. Mm-hmm. So they came down in October of sixteen and filmed for three days. Um, the full production crew, you know, there was a there was a producer, uh, there was a camera crew. Um, microphones which my kids found endlessly entertaining they just they loved it and we discovered our, our youngest anna who's now seven is um, quite the natural in front of the camera which scared me a little bit <laughs> born performer um but we had a good time and um you know they, they they cut it up and made a three minute video out of three days of filming and um they did they pitched it to hgtv and we got a call in december saying that they wanted to buy a pilot ah. um, which was really exciting yeah. Well, so when you're going into this, obviously you spent just just so far, you've spent three days plus the other Skype calls plus, you know, a lot of time. What were you hoping you'd get? Now, you, you talked about brand earlier, but how does that translate to real results for the company? What were you hoping? What were your goals when getting into this? Yeah, that, that's a great question. So, um, yeah, again, it's, you know, branding is great, but it's got to translate into sales, right? Um, so as we're spending time on this, you know, we're, it's obviously taking time away from the business. And those three days were very difficult because at the time I had not, um, I had not hired my first project manager. I was still running all the jobs. I was very much in in the first phase of our, of our, you know, the life cycle of this company. Um, so I was having to manage things from the phone and and run a real business while we're shooting this footage. Um, now the, the goal as the brand grows was, was growing is, you know, obviously to turn the uh, attention we were getting um, into, um, into, into, into leads, into, into good leads um, that we could go then close and produce. Uh, the sizzle reel, really, that was all internal. That We knew none of that was going to go, um, well, it was going to help us in the marketing, but I viewed it as, um, we viewed it as an investment. Um, mm-hmm. And it, honestly, we didn't know enough about the process to know what a long shot it really was. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm kind of glad because I don't think I would have done it. Um, oh, really? It was, yeah, I don't think I, well, I don't think I would have done the scissor reel if I had known how, how speculative I go to. And because once they pitched it to HGTV, I mean, we were probably one of 40 
or ah. 50 that month that they picked and, and they picked two or three, maybe I'm not, not entirely sure of the, of the numbers, but they, you know, there's a huge funnel. Right. Um, and, and so we got into the pilot and, and then at that point, it's still not a guarantee that the pilot's going to air once they film it. Um, the pilot was incredibly time consuming. Oh, really? Um, and, uh, oh my goodness. It was very, very difficult. Um, it was essentially, it was three or four days a week solid days of the week for eight weeks. Oh my um, gosh. And yeah, it was, it was, it was a distraction at that time. I had a project manager, so he was, I, we brought him on in the course of this to, to help with um, just the time management aspect of it. Right. Um, but we, you know, it was also, it was also resource draining. We had to, oh. um, you know, we had to purchase the house um, and then we had to, you know, it was all of our capital. Oh, um, wow. To, so to not only, back. not only was it a, a drain on your time resources but you had to spend money to make this happen a lot of money a wow. lot of money um yeah so so when we talk about what when you asked about my goals for this what um you know we were we, we did think a lot about that and um because because of the investment it was going to require um so we had to purchase the house and, and fund the renovation ourselves um and it, and it, again it was very speculative because at that point we weren't entirely sure the pilot was going to air um, now, once the, once the project was over and I was totally out of money, <laughs> uh, and then we started, uh, and then they started editing it. We got an air date, and that's when really the attention that we were hoping started coming. And, and we got a, a, an incredible uptick in leads, an incredible uptick in jobs. At that point, I had merged my business with Rick Baker. Mm -hmm. um, he was running guy. a very successful, yeah, Ramado's a managed guy. And, um, running a very successful organization. He was my mentor uh, ah. in the group and it, and it told me, Hey, you, you've got to come join RA. You've got to join RA. It's going to make your business a whole lot better. And, uh, you know, uh, he was, he was right about that. He was definitely right about that. But we, we had merged at that time when the pilot aired. And, uh, so we had, but Rick and I spoke extensively. I mean, it was, it was an everyday thing. How are we going to handle the leads that, that this is generating? Um, because it, not, not only the volume, but also, um, you know, figuring out how to separate the wheat from the chaff, you know, how do you, right. how do you, um, really get quality leads in the door? Not just, not just quantity. So John, how did you feel about the whole, you know, conflict between what we hear about and what we see on a, on many HGTV shows where they're saying, yes, you know, we had a budget of 60,000 and we transformed this whole house and anybody who's in the business knows that that is not a realistic number. Is that True, and how right. did you come to grips with that? Because wouldn't that sort of be contradictory to the quality of the leads? You're exactly right. So, uh, as as you know, and, and every other remodeler on this is listening to this knows, um, HGTV is a double-edged sword. You know, it, it drives demand for our services, but um, it creates totally unrealistic expectations. So. A lot of people saw the work that we were doing. A lot of people saw the design that my wife had, and, and it interested them. But, um, but yeah, just like exactly what you said, the conflict was that um, the budgets that you see are not realistic. And there's some tricks that, that, that they use to get the budgets down. But, I mean, ultimately, it's TV, right? Yeah. It's, uh, if, if, if you need to fudge a number, you need to fudge a number. That's not, you know, when you watch the shows and they say, you know, we did this kitchen for – a budget for the kitchen is $13,000, and they – they bring in a $2,000 faucet, right. you know, pretty good tip off that <laughs> um, there's some things that, you know, going on behind the scenes, but there are also, there, there are also opportunities for different trades and different subs to uh, kind of provide their services for free. Those are called trade outs. Um, that happens too. Um, 
to average down the cost of these projects. But yeah, that we, we did find that as we were getting into the, the, the wave of leads that came after the pilot aired, um, we did find we were having to um, work harder to create expectations or to reset expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and say, I know this is what, you know, this is what people said we, we, we were doing. And people said, I know this is what the show said, all this cost. It was much more expensive than that. So um, there is a, there is definitely a conflict there. And, and we just have to, we, we found we have to work harder on the front end um, to make sure that we are managing expectations as far as costs go. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, to make sure that people understand that, you know, what they see on TV isn't reality. Right. So with the leads that were coming in the door, what were what were some of the results you got? Now this is just after the pilot at this point. Uh, so what yep. sort of results? What did you actually bring in sales? Was there a big uptick that you had hoped for? Was it as much as you'd hoped for? Uh, there was, there was. So we, uh, you know, Rick and I merged our company and over the uh, over the summer, and uh, we did about double what we had projected. Um, so we did almost a million and a half in sales the second half of the year. Wow. Um, and and we're we're on track. Yeah, we're on track to do between five and seven million this year, um, which which is great. Not only attribute all of that at Taste GTV because we've um, we've certainly uh, market, been very intentional in our marketing um, to the type of clientele that we're looking for. Uh-huh. Um, but we you know we do find we still get we still get some attention from that. And, and the branding the branding aspect was a, was a home run. I mean we we uh, we have better market penetration than I think we could have ever hoped for prior to the show so um but but we did see an uptick in leads and and we've been able to sort through and find the quality leads that we were looking Mm -hmm. for and at this point you know we're we've got our marketing strategy in place and um you know the show the show's over they decided not to not to pick it up which i actually think is a blessing in disguise to be honest with you why do you say that on the business well good question so so the reason i say it's a blessing in disguise that we didn't get picked up um Really, you know, I talked about a funnel earlier. How how you know we we started from just being pitched by a producer, and, uh, and we were you know probably one of thousands, and went down to the sizzle reel, the pilot, and then finally airing. Um, the I guess the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, in my mind, the, the entire time was to be able to um, through the show create a brand that we could grow into a very solid company. Um, so I knew that the show would end at some point, whether it was after a pilot or after, you know, five successful seasons. And after the show is over, I wanted a, a strong, stable renovation company um, left standing. Um, and it, we knew, Rick and I talked about it a lot, Elizabeth too. We knew that if the show went, it was going to be very, very time consuming. Um, and we've heard five to six months for a season and it's pretty much full-time, um, full-time filming. Yeah. It it was going to be very difficult. And, and again, a huge drain on capital if, if, because we were pitched as a flip show, which means we needed to go buy houses and then fund the renovation. So, um, and at the same time, Rick and I really are focusing on the merger and, and uh, the merged company and doing what it does best, which, which really, I mean, it's not flip houses. It's it's doing big, big, you know, gaudy, high-end <laughs> renovation. Um, so um, as Rick and I merged, you know, we saw the potential of our of Black Door Renovation, the, the, the merged entity, um, in doing these high-end remodels. We knew that, that the show was going to be difficult as a distraction. And um, I think looking in, in hindsight, you know, we were kind of protected from that a little bit. 
um, just by virtue of the fact that uh, it was going to be hugely time consuming and oh, hugely, you know, resource consuming and with no real guarantee of, of, uh, of a payout at the end. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, John. So um, I'm just curious. So do they not pay you as talent? Do you get do you get paid for that if the show were to be picked up? Uh, they do. They, they pay a per episode. OK. Um, All right. Uh, kind of like, yes, a stipend. Um, right. And then it's on I, you. I think if you average, Sorry, Mark. I'm sorry. So, and then it's on you to you got to buy the property and flip it and and all that. That's on you. That's right. That's right. And I think if you average out our our stipend, I, I, pr- I probably made about eight cents an hour. Um, <laughs> it was, Jeez. Uh, maybe maybe ten. But no, that's not where you make the money on on the television. You make the money by um, leveraging uh, it. That's right. By bridging it and pushing your brand and and creating the company afterwards. So. Well, so. You have the pilot done. Are you able to use that pilot in your own marketing now going forward? Are you able to leverage that time? Uh, yes and no. So we, um, you know, we we are open that we were on the pilot for HGTV, and that's on our social media, and that still that still causes interest um, or creates some interest. Um, but you know, interestingly enough, I don't have those conversations as nearly as much as as I did while the pilot was airing and right before and right after. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, so it's not, it, people aren't finding us because of that, um, which is what I would expect. I mean, the pilot was focused on us flipping a house in downtown Grapevine, which is a historical area. Um, it's an older house. It was from the 1950s. Right. Um, and, you know, you know, we encountered a lot of problems that you find in older houses. And it was, it was fun. It was, we did a great job with it, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't the, the kind of job that we're really marketing at, for at this right. point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so while again to go back to the branding, you know, I think the HGTV continues to kind of be baked into our brand and in and, and the market awareness of our brand, but it's not what is driving the leads at this point. So, okay, so the big question: In hindsight, would you have done it again, knowing what you know now? Would you have invested the time and the money to do the show, the pilot? Oh, that's a wonderful, wonderful question. I think I would. Uh, my, my, my wife, she might, <laughs> I, she might say something different. <laughs> Honestly, Victoria, I think I would because of where our company was and how young we were uh, in the industry um, and, and what a boost it was mm-hmm. to, our, um, to, to our company and to our brand. Um, so, so I think I would do it, do it again. I would probably do it differently. Um, as far as how I approach the project and, and um, how I, um, I, I would try to use the attention um, maybe in more strategically, although we were very strategic in how we used it to, to, uh, you know, to, to boost the brand. Um, but, but I think on balance, and it was a lot of fun. It really was. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was good for the business. Um, you know, it was hard at the time. Um, but, you know, it's kind of one of those things, if I knew now, if I knew then what I knew now, I, I'm not sure I would uh, – not sure I would have committed to it, but but on this side, um, I, I probably would. Okay, good. Cool. Thanks, John. So, John, you know what time it is? And now, here's a Remodeler's Advantage Lightning Round. It's a trap! All right, John, we're going to put 60 seconds on the clock, and I'm going to start hitting you with some questions. You ready? 
good. I'm ready, Mark. As ready as I'll ever be. All right. right. (laughs) Here we go, buddy. What's your favorite business book and why? So I love Patrick Lencioni, who's a a business consultant, and he he writes all kinds of awesome management books. Um, One of my very favorites um, called The Five Temptations of the CEO, and I think it's one of the greatest leadership um, books and fables that I've, I've ever read. So I'll go with that one. If you weren't the owner of a high-end residential renovation company, what do you think you'd be doing? Well, I guess I'll be boring and I'll say I'll be a lawyer since that's what technically (laughs) I'm trained for. Um, (laughs) What are you not very good at? Yeah, uh, so so the cobbler's kids have no shoes, right? I'm terrible about honeydew projects at home. Terrible. Your room, your desk, or your car, which do you clean first? Uh, room, because I have a beautiful wife that encourages me to do so. <laughs> the desk in the car can wait. That was very diplomatic. <laughs> How would I be able to tell you were having a bad day? Um, I'm really quick to laugh. I'm quick to engage. And if I'm sitting quiet or not not making eye contact and not, not engaging, then um, something's gone horribly wrong. So I'd say that. Have you ever been told you look like someone famous? And if so, who? <laughs> Um, well, that's a great question. So I, I, I taught Sunday school to a bunch of high schoolers for four years, and there are a couple of them that were convinced I looked exactly like Henry Cavill, the Superman guy, right? <laughs> um, and, um, I, so, but not, not nearly with his physique, so I'll say the poor man's Henry Cavill. <laughs> All right, that's the end of that one. All right, good. Thank you. Thanks, John. You know, I'm, I think I'm going to have to put a, a side-by-side comparison of that in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome, John. Thanks so much for sharing your experiences. You know, people get approached and then they're, it sounds like, you know, you're going to be instantly famous and instantly transform your company. So we really appreciate getting the behind the scenes look. And, and I'm glad that it paid off in terms of giving you the boost you were looking for. So before we wrap up, I want you to share five words of wisdom with our listeners. Uh, I think this is six, but I'll say work like your life depends on it. Um, you know, there's just really no substitute for hard work. But ultimately, you know, the loftiest ideas and the greatest plans and, you know, the most wonderful, you know, education and learning, it all boils down to, you know, grunt work and and doing it at hours where other people aren't. Very good. Thank you for being here, John. Thanks so much, John. Thanks, Victoria. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate you guys having me on. You know, you never know what's going on behind the scenes at something like an HG. HGTV show, say that fast five times. No, I, I was really, really interested to find out what he had to say. And, uh-huh. I, you know, it just amazed me that, you know, everything's on him. He's got to buy the house. Oh he got to flip, pay for all yeah. that stuff. Um, man, what pressure to put yourself under. But, you know, at least he's getting eight cents an hour. <laughs> you know, the, the thing that sort of struck me was the fact that when they were doing it, it really was appealing to a client that wasn't the client they wanted in the end. Now, it might have been the client that they wanted when they had their own remodeling company, but when they merged with Rick, who was stately design build, and they had such beautiful, large projects, it just didn't fit anymore at all. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, one of my big takeaways from that whole thing was um, his five words of wisdom was like seven or eight words. So (laughs) leave it to an attorney to (laughs) not be able to just get to the point. (laughs) He just had to, it's just everything an attorney does. It's 10 <laughs> times longer than you ask it to be. Now, but remember, he did move to be a remodeler, and remodelers are awesome. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, I think another good episode in the can. What do you think? I think so, too. And I think it's time for Naomi. All right. Take it away, Naomi. Thanks for being here, everybody. Bye.
This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day.